center to recovery, not a rescue. Meteorologists say the last time low temperatures broke minus 30. Hear me? Have we checked out his ears? Henry Deaver. The devil is in Castle Rock. Good morning, or good afternoon, or good evening, Castle Rock stars. I am Hannah Selector, and I'm here with Acadia Einstein, and we are the Castle Rock Historical Society. Back with our deep dive of episode nine. Acadia, has your voice recovered? Yeah, for the most part. And I thought I was the one that sounded funny last time. Turns I know. Out I was going to be eclipsed I got, by a wide margin. I got schismed. That's what it was. <laughs> it did sound like a split. Yep. But like I said on Twitter, very Wizard of Ozzy. Mm-hmm. So I expect some magical savant analysis of... Oh yeah, I was over in that I, other in that other place checking things out and trying to find a cure for your allergies so that you're not like puffing and stuffing. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen with that? I may eventually go to the doctor if I don't start sounding better. Cause you know, it'll ruin my, my illustrious podcast career. Yeah. Don't you worry. We'll get you then fixed again, up right. Because the... Diane Ream gets to have a career in radio and she sounds terrible. That's true. She sounds like someone's shaking her while she talks. I know it's a disease, but it's just Oh, is like, it really? Man. Oh, now I feel well, bad. No, I know. It, I don't know if it always was. I think her voice kind of had that breathy quality, and then it got worse. I don't know. Still. Then how bummer. did Susan Collins, the senator from Maine, catch it? <laughs> I don't know. That I don't know. <laughs> See, I tied it back to Maine. Yeah, you I didn't did. even know that. Yep, everything goes back there. Because, yeah, you're not listening to NPR. This is an unofficial companion podcast to Hulu's Castle Rock series. And if you haven't watched episode nine, go away. Get away. Because, I mean, this may be far and above the spoileriest episode of the season. Yep. Kind of a major, major things going on. They saved um, up a lot. Yeah, they did. I guess we can almost sort of skip our usual title analysis. Episode nine, Henry Deaver. There's really nothing that deep going on. It's all no, about Henry Deaver. Except that I will point out, it's kind of a doy, but not really a doy. It's just I heard the, uh, last week I heard the, the gang at Castle Rock Critical point out, and I it I didn't remember. Oh, by the way, stay tuned later in the episode when we tell you something special about us and Castle Rock Critical. But in this, <laughs> they were like, when White Wine Warden said, what's your name? Yeah. He said oh, Henry yeah. Deaver. And... We've been saying that since the beginning. It was the truth. Yeah. It's messed up. They put it right in front of us, and then they confused us for a long time, and then they reminded us, like, oh, sometimes it just is the truth. And they did, I will give them this, they answered something, when I when I went through it again, I realized that they did answer something that I was going to bitch about, and then I had to unbitch. Ah! Because, well, that's nice. remember how Lacey said that he found the kid in the quarry? Yeah. And we kept going, where the hell is the quarry? I guess that's where the quarry is. Where if you look at the, at the bluff from the water side, you can yeah. tell it was a quarry. And they they panned back from the kid on purpose yeah. to, to show, show the... that the rocks had been cut like it wasn't a natural formation yeah. dealio. So. Could we have known that from earlier episodes, though? They buried the lead on that. They did. Yeah, We're they not did. that dumb. No. I think they okay. maybe they remembered 
to that they never told us. So they had to do that special. I'm going to pull back and mm. show that this looks like a quarry. Open to reveal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe they read our list of unanswered oh, that's true questions. Too. They had to do some reshoots. Some Just Joss kidding. Whedon style Justice League reshoots at the last minute. Quick, retcon that quarry in there <laughs> so people on the internet don't bitch. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of bitches, <laughs> the episode opens with the much-hated Reverend Deaver in a voiceover talking about Castle Rock and its, its ill state with God, I suppose. God turned his back on this place like Sodom and Gomorrah, which is a very dire comparison. Yeah, but the people in Sodom and Gomorrah were having way more fun than the people in Castle Rock. Yeah, it feels like the people in Castle Rock are just trying to survive. Yeah, you know? they're not they're not really making the most of God not watching by doing right. a bunch There's of... like been zero murder orgies yeah. or child sacrifice so well, far as I know. Well, except for the bed and breakfast kind of, but And the fuck club. So maybe they were trying, you know. Alright. A little bit. Well in any in any case there have been no <laughs> ladies turning into pillars of salt. No, yet, very so. true. That is true. I'll give you that. Maybe that's what happens if you try to leave. We gotta keep an oh. eye on Wendell. Wendell. I'm worried again. I don't know why they keep making me worry about Wendell, but... Because they're specifically making us worry about Wendell because he's not there. I know. He's another sweet character like Zaleski kind of was, and then... Yeah, that's how they're playing it up right now. They're being like, oh, look, we're dangling. We're dangling poor Wendell, who's just walking down a regular road in a place (laughs) not near a thinny at all. Not a town full of vampires, no, no. no. Nah. They're all, they've moved on, I assume. Well, that might be a little too much if they added the vampires in, but boy would I be here for it. Yeah, next season. Whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm a a crazy chick. (laughs) So the Reverend references a helicopter crash. At first I thought it was going to be another kind of fire and I got excited, but then it was just a helicopter crash that happened to have a fire, so less symbolic. As far as I could remember slash my cursory search of the Stephen King wiki, no helicopter crashes in other books that I could find. Same with a school bus crash or a school bus that's been hit by a train. No, there never was. Yeah, it is. There was, well... There was a there was a helicopter in the story about the army men that came to life. Oh, that's, that's true. There was the only helicopter I got. Nothing. Yeah, all that school bush crash made me think of is my parents live out on this country road, and one time a cow hit a semi that had wandered out of the oh. its bar. It's it just like boop split it just like that school bus. It was crazy. I was on my way to visit, and there was like this whole big stop because. It's a country road, and there's nobody no. to clean anything up. So, but yeah, I I was late for work at the pizza place once when I was in high school because there was a moose in the road and he wouldn't move. <laughs> yeah, and you do not want to try to tangle no, with moose. People was... think they're very serene, but no. they're actually rather violent if you irritate them. And if they don't want to move, even if you have a car, it doesn't make any difference because. Yeah. I couldn't get around him, and he was immune to the horn, and he just <laughs> ate some leaves, and I had to wait until he moved on. Yeah. They are astoundingly big in yeah. person. Like, before I had ever seen a moose in person, I guess I was thinking it would probably be like, oh, I've seen horses. Right. Like, they're probably... Now they're bigger. Yeah. Anyway, this has nothing to do... Well, are there moose in Maine? Yeah, it's one of the big things oh, about Maine. okay. Yeah. 
none of those in Illinois, but there are in Canada. I'm bringing they're, it. I'm always from. bringing it back, Hannah. I'm not going to like bringing just, it back. Well, yeah. I'm not. <laughs> That's I know. I know my role. Uh, I guess I, I was supposed to sort of be them. But anyway, we see a funeral procession on a bridge. And I wrote in my notes, I wonder whose funeral procession that is. And I still guess it's the reverence, his own funeral procession. Because cause kid Henry was going back because his dad had committed suicide. Yes. Oh, should yeah. we ah, decide... We- should we decide now what we're going to call people? Since now there's 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 double things. I'm Yeah. I'm happy with the fact that, like calling the kids world Boston Rock because that's where it started. He was in Boston. That's where he was given his little presentation. Was he? Okay. Yes. And That's funny. That's where Henry's family ended up when they left him. Yeah. And We'll just call Henry's Henry, because he's been Henry the whole time. Right, and I think we can still call Bill the kid. Yeah. Even though he, it has slightly a dark connotation, but that's just what we've called him for freaking nine episodes at this point. So. Maybe it was his nickname. Yep, whatever. Anyway, so yeah, the kid is Bill Skarsgård. Henry is Andre Holland slash the talented young man whose name I don't know who plays young Henry Deaver. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he is. I like him a lot. That's hard to sell those really tough emotions, but he seems legitimately traumatized, and I'm impressed. Oh, I love can... talented child actors. Yeah, that's good. I was I was impressed with him, and I was impressed with. Now we all know how right you were. We talked about it in the in the hot take. Feel free to talk about it some more. Well, yes. Well, <laughs> just kidding. So ahead. that was you being super right. I was all. I I am still clinging to the fact that I said way 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 ago mm-hmm. that. It was his twinner. I said, the kid is Ruth and the Reverend's twinner. The kid that died. And and the kid was his twinner from the other world. In reality, I was right. Because in Boston Rock, they didn't lose the baby. They had him. Right. And it was the kid. So he was the twinner. And if we find out that our Henry was... It, he must have died in Boston Rock. Because I think you can't go back and forth... Unless your twinner is dead. Oh, that's a good thought. Yeah, so I do really want to know who Henry's biological parents are. I don't know if it'll end up being an important plot point or not. It seems like it should, but... If they're going to make a rule. Oh, and man, the the movie, I was trying to think of a pun about how right I was and then <laughs> compare it to movie titles. So, but all I... It actually got worse the more I thought about it and I forgot, I forgot my really good one at the beginning. So oh. I just changed it to... Um, the unbearable rightness of meing because I was super right and I was unbearable because I was telling everybody how right I was. Ha! The dork right, like yep. the dark knight. Oh, but... nice. Yes, Thank it was you. dark that right. Was, that was right off the off the old top there. Where were we? Oh, funeral procession. Yep. And then the reverend. Now, we later find out these are probably his tapes, his little cassette tapes that yes. he's recorded that we're hearing as the voiceover. But he says... Of everyone about the bad things that happened or the bad things that they themselves have done, the sinners, if you will, it wasn't me, it was this place. As if Castle Rock has its this preternatural influence over its residents to make them do not nice things, or to make their lives not nice, depending on who. Because there are some people who seem to be turned evil by Castle Rock, and then some people who are just affected by those people. Right. So, who are they? We don't know. 
And then we have that lovely flashback with the um, baby hanger murder that didn't go the way they wanted it to. Still contend it's a really bizarre way to kill a baby. It is. Zombies. And unnecessary. Just whatever. I don't know. Put a bunch of bedding and stuffed animals in the crib and it'll do it on its own. That's true. Remind me not to hire you to babysit. Hey, I know how to prevent SIDS. That's oh. a good thing. All Take right. all the bedding and the, the stuffed animals out of the crib. Fine. Just put that baby on a rock. Then that can't hurt anything then. You're not you're not wrong. Crib mattresses are not what an adult would want to sleep on, <laughs> that's for sure. So I guess his mother was like a young single mother. They said that as if it was some sort of excuse for killing your baby with a hanger or if it made it more justifiable. But like, also to all of our mothers out there, I understand that you've probably had that thought. I've been around tiny babies. That is tough. That is a tough job. And we childless folk do not take that for granted. Kudos to you for not killing your baby with a hanger. Yeah. And and kudos for not looking ahead to when they're ungrateful shitters of teenagers that will make you miserable. And hopefully you'll get a good one. Yeah, uh, you could always just try again. I think that's why my parents have three kids. They were hoping that it would get progressively better and better. I'm the oldest, so. Ooh. <laughs> Jokes on them, it got worse and worse. <laughs> you heard me, brothers. <laughs> then I guess she, at some point, had tried an exorcism on the reverend. I don't know if other parents have thought damn, maybe this demon or this baby's demon-possessed, but, you know, it's maybe. worth a shot. It's maybe a reasonable assumption. I've certainly been around some kids that I've wondered that about. Maybe not little, little babies, but toddlers. Well, now I wonder, I wonder what made her think it beyond that, because, I mean, we are in a world where people hear things, and they did yeah, not maybe. right say, you know, hey, that baby's a demon. But, <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of thing that, Obviously, the baby didn't do anything. It wasn't like the the like the baby had come running in with a bag with a dollar sign on it, having just robbed a bank. Like it's nah. not didn't do anything maybe, wrong. Maybe it pulled one of those three sixty spit ups, like uh, the girl from The Exorcist. That's that's possible. That's a sign right there. Yeah, go go get there. your baby exercised. <laughs> but turns out her hanger assassination of the kid didn't work and that leads to the reverend thinking of himself like jesus because he was resurrected imagine this lady's mindset i'm more inclined to think she just didn't like strangle him for long enough you know lazy yeah well yeah or like it didn't work all the way like he passed out but he didn't like die and then 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 more screaming i don't know but this seems to have been, this story, for whatever reason, made him want to join the clergy. Like, Jesus, I get you. I also came back from the dead. Let me be one of your ambassadors. Yeah. I mean, Hell I can I see. Know. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, if you're going to be accurate for the time, people going uh-huh. into the ministry was a lot less stigmatized. I mean, there's not as many people doing it now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's it's not as popular a thing. But at least he did it in one where you could still get married. Right, 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 right. One of them Protestant ones, I guess. Mm-hmm. Quitters, that's what I call them. <laughs> <laughs> Says the married guy. Yeah. Um, And he is hoping for more of a spiritual warfare type experience in his preachery roles, I guess. He wants to stand to thwart the door. You know, God give me challenges. Assumedly send me demon-possessed people or whatever and let me... Bring it. He wanted to be the Buffy of Castle Rock because he knew Castle Rock was a hellmouth. Yeah. Or whatever. 
So, and apparently, he was also told to build a cage at a certain point by some voice because he constructed a Henry cage. Dun 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 dun. In his own basement. Yeah, that's Crazy. messed up. And I don't get. I mean, they're going to have to tell us. This is one of the things. This is one of the outlier things because right. the the analog to the to the Reverend in Castle Rock is Lacey. And how the Lacey got involved in yeah. it whatsoever right. it doesn't make any sense. Right down to the suicide and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's that's kind of bananas, and they're going to have to address it. So I'm putting right. that in the you're not getting away with this Castle Rock thing. We might have to do a final episode after uh, episode 10 to be like, all right, J.J. Abrams, you yeah. did it again, and here's how. Here's our list of grievances. Well, we can just go back to the master list and say, nope, yep, Oh, nope. yeah, we've got an itemized list. And then after we return from our theme song, we open on the kid looking, for all intents and purposes, very functional, jogging around Boston, looking well-groomed and, you know, generally very cute. Seems to be leading a normal life. <laughs> Very much not in his current situation in Castle Rock, mm -hmm. but looking exactly the same age, which seems to be kind of an issue. I think he's meant to be like 39, but that's not what Bill Skarsgård looks, and I don't know. I guess they just really wanted to have Bill Skarsgård in the show, and they were going to be yes. like, whatever. I mean, Andre Holland doesn't really look 39 either. I guess that's true. I mean, he at least I can buy it for. He but, does look older. But nobody mistook Andre Holland, a full-grown Andre Holland, as a child, like Pangborn yeah. did. Thing that hasn't uh, been a kid. satisfactorily explained. I still think we're just going to have to swallow the idea that that's one of those grizzled old people things, like, a kid, you're a kid. He said I'm 20... No, I'm but... I'm 28, sir. The word child. He said a boy. Was, yeah, a boy. No, he said a boy. A boy, whatever. I, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, well... The kid has a very nice house. I liked the construction of the kid's house. Very neat. Of course cool. you did. Oh, I cool can house. see myself standing here, said okay. Hannah. <laughs> First of all, my, mom's a my mom is a general contractor, so. Really? Yeah, she's a general contractor slash lawyer slash badass. There, I need a lot of things done at Shakeadia, so. Mm, and wow. I need to sue some people, so she's just going to be super busy. <laughs> <laughs> all righty yeah. yeah she designed the house her and my dad and my brothers live in so all right she's a talented lady and it's a nice house it's a very distinct kind of uh i forget the era that it's from but anyway nifty he's starts speaking over the scenes of him like walking through the city going into work with a description of what we find out is alzheimer's no continuity leads to Loss of higher order functions, confusion with time and space, a la Ruth's experience with the world. Mm-hmm. And he is a doctor who performs Alzheimer's research. Yeah. Because he went what to medical school when he was five. Right, exactly. Even if he were, like, the age that he's supposed to be, which is, I guess, like, 28 or 27, he would just now be doing, like, I don't know how it works, residency or something like that. Yeah, it's not residency. like he would have a ton of research published or be able to do this sort of thing well actually weirdly enough i do know how this works you can start publishing even before you go to medical school if you get the right yeah position I, 
I guess what I'm saying is he'd have to be like exceptionally. Yeah, no one's gonna hire like. Well, it was his right. own company, so I don't know. I mean, well, yeah, where would it's... he have the money to invest in all of this? I mean, he could be a really good grant writer, I guess. Well, we don't know what happened in Boston Rock. We don't know what happened when the True. mother left because remember, and also by the way, we keep saying the mother and Alan, but we don't know that it was. We don't know that it was uh, Sissy Spacek. For all we know, in yeah, Boston he... Rock. It's Francis Conroy is his mother, is Ruth. Yeah, he. Yeah, I guess that's true. And Lacey. Only know that oh, wait, Ruth. that would actually explain it, wouldn't it? If kind of. if Lace if the Laceys were the Devers in Boston Rock. Well, except Henry's last name is still Deaver. The referent is no, still but Deaver. I'm saying that they just those physical people were. They were Hell. called that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hmm. Weird. I'm just trying to get on. Francis Conroy back into the goddamn show. Is that so? She's got to. She's got to be in it in the next episode. I don't know. I will cut a bitch. Anyway, the kid is talking about his research on Alzheimer's with something that I didn't know if it was real or not. You have cats. Feline cognitive dysfunction sounds terrible and sad. Yeah, it does. So it's like cat Alzheimer's. Interestingly enough, cats can also get HIV of yes, a sort. that's a very bad problem. Yeah, bad cats. cat disease. Mm-hmm. Um, and feline leukemia is contagious. Oh. Yeah, it's a bad. Like to other cats? Bad, to other cats, yeah. Wow. So, yeah, the kid is demonstrating this brain implant, I guess, that is meant to help with Alzheimer's by demonstrating that it cured Puck. In this universe, Puck is a cat, a little tabby cat. Yeah. And he fixed it by giving him a brain implant that um, fixes whatever misfiring is going on. Or I guess it stimulates some part of the brain that wasn't previously... Okay, feline cognitive dysfunction is real. That's crazy. I'm gonna have to read about that. <laughs> I just looked I just looked it up on my phone. I should have done that before. Scientifically man. accurate. I don't know if sticking a thing in somebody's brain is anything but scientific mumbo-jumbo, but whatever. Eh, you know, pacemakers, they shoot electricity into your heart and make it... Well, I don't know. Maybe if you stimulate... Did he say something about amygdala response? I don't remember. Anyway, there was some brain science, and then there was an implant, and then the kitty cat is okay. So good news. Yep. Puck was good. Yeah. Yeah. I wondered, when he was walking down the streets of Boston, I'm like, that's a weird-looking briefcase. It almost looks like a pet carrier. Lo and behold, it was, in fact, a pet carrier. So. Do you have the contracts? <laughs> no. <laughs> You're oh, a terrible businessman. <laughs> Aw, business cat. He wears a suit and tries his best. And knocks all of his own cups off of his desk. <laughs> We're never going to get this account, Puck. I'm doing my best. <laughs> now. <laughs> when when do you need those reports, Fudge, Mr. Puck? Right now. <laughs> oh, God. Ha-ha. Now we can just have a, a cat sidekick that is like our Ed McMahon that just says stuff in the side. we got to work on that. i got like 95 no. cats, so we can probably just get one. Well... I don't know. It can't be Archie because isn't he the one who unplugged us one, one yes. time? Yes, yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah. Archie right. can't. He I'll can't do, I'll have auditions. That that'll okay. that'll be good for Instagram. <laughs> Send us pictures of your cats. Yeah, to be our podcast assistant. Tweet yep. us pictures of your cats. That would be fun. Yeah. Or Next your dogs because yes. I'm a dog person. Yeah, cats Whatever. or dogs, it doesn't matter. Pets. If you have a llama, send us a picture of that. That'd be great. Back on track now. Uh, the kid meets up with his girlfriend i think because i didn't see a wedding ring but it could be his wife i don't know some people don't wear wedding rings true anyway other merit and they're talking about 
life in general. And I didn't realize what they were talking about at this point, but he's kind of like nagging her to take a pregnancy test because I guess they just started trying to have a baby, which cute. Yeah. So. Good for them. And yeah. Then he gets a call for, I do have a slightly nasty piece in my notes that says, this lady's too old for him. Oh, <laughs> she looks so Vicious. That's just, that's just me being a bitch. She, yeah, yeah, I know. She's, She's a lovely lady and everything, but she does look about 15 years older than him. No no shade against her. It's just, again, the weird age choice thing that's getting to me because, you know, whatever. Bill Skarsgård's my age, and yeah, that lady looked to be maybe in her mid-40s. I don't know. Sorry if the actress is only, like, 30. I, I, well, now you I'm going to look it up. Yeah, I think you should. Yeah, I will. The kid gets a call from Pangborn, who I was kind of tickled to hear. They clearly have, like, what is a nice relationship, like maybe a sort of stepfathery kind of relationship because of the way they talk to each other. And the kid immediately is like, is mom okay? And he's like, no, it's your father. That's the problem, actually. Has the kid always had one green eye and one brown eye? Have I just not noticed that? Did I mention that before? No. Because he does. I don't In the shot. Yeah. No, because I don't take a screenshot of every frame that he's in and print it. <laughs> All right. You know what? I'm going to stand up for myself here. I notice when everyone's pupils are dilating, but he's got like a David Bowie situation. Oh, yeah, that going is true. On you all. do do that. All right. I'll give you that. Fine. I actually don't know if that's like Bill Skarsgård himself or something they did as a conscious choice with the character. So that's the only reason I made a note. I guess I'll Although look at that up too. Ta-da! The kid returns to Castle Rock and there's some sort of very cheerful looking Horace Festival going on, which seems un-Castle Rocky to me, at least the Castle Rock that we've been seeing so far. It's too, like, bleak and devastating for a festival. It almost feels like that Boston Rock is Castle Rock's best life because not only is, like, Molly the, the queen of town, but right. and they... They didn't speak to it directly, but it was very obvious the town was still incorporated because they specifically said Castle Rock Police Department, and that's yeah, where Zaleski worked. Force. So they weren't as destitute as they were in right. our Castle Rock. Not to mention that the Reverend left the church that he helmed. Assumedly, somebody better took over. Ruth didn't lose her baby. He grew up to be an adult, and she was able to leave the Reverend. So yeah, it does kind of seem like the the best possible outcome. Except for the Reverend. Well, yeah, and for Henry, who, well, but maybe in this version, the boy who took Henry's name in our Castle Rock was not adopted because his parents didn't die or something like that. No, I still contend that Boston Rock's Henry is dead because that's the only reason that... I don't think you can have a person and their twinner in the same place. Yeah. So without one of them being dead, you wouldn't be able to cross over. That's why, what's his name? Uh, yeah. Odin was saying some people can hear it, some people can't. I think that's mm-hmm. what the determining factor is. Also, who killed Odin with a screwdriver? So oh, jot yeah, that down. It, we got to get back with Willie. Oh, yeah. Well, no, that's definitely one of the questions. It's on the list. Where is the Buick? <laughs> <laughs> and why did he want it? Or he was just trying to get Pangborn out of the way for a while. I don't know. Send him on a, a wild Buick chase. Anyway, the kid is standing in front of Claiborne Creamery, which I kind of just want to point out because I I want it to be a cheeky reference to Dolores Claiborne, but I I don't know if that is or not. Seems like it has to be, though, right? You'd think. I mean, I don't see Dolores making ice cream or being cheerful in such a fashion, but still kind of funny. 
I'll allow it. Yeah, I'll let it go. It was the one king thing that I <laughs> that I kind of noticed this episode. So they really seem to be saying this is a tower story, and we're just telling you outright by everything you're seeing. It's not an Easter egg. It's a big fucking Easter parade. Now you see that we're in the real king universe. Go then, yeah. there's other worlds than these, so we're not going to show you, hey, look, it's Barlow and Straker's fine furnishings or, you know, anything like that. Yeah. I like that. It's not an Easter egg. It's an Easter parade. That's yep. clever. Henry does kind of the same thing that, or I mean, the kid does the same thing that Henry did kind of getting off the bus and walking to his own house up that uh, Prospect Street, because mm-hmm. we know what that is. And in this universe, the house is kind of a shithole. There is some hoarding tendency going on with Yipper. some rotten food and stacked up crap. It's very Desjardins chic, if you will. Good you point. Know. Good point. <laughs> and as the kid is looking around, kind of checking over his father's effects and probably reminiscing about times that were not so good, he remembers that he also did the flashlight thing with young Molly when they were kids. And they would talk to each other in that star-crossed 11-year-old sort of way. Yeah, but did you notice that even that, like, it wasn't weird? Yeah, no, not in this universe. It was much normaler, I guess. Yeah, everything was so chill. Yeah. And we saw the boat wallpaper again. Henry and the kid had the same boat wallpaper in both timelines, which maybe is what the whole boat thing was about in the repeated words. Also saved money on wallpaper for the set people. Oh, yeah, that's true. You could just use the same house. Just fill it with crap and keep filming. (laughs) Uh, And so Henry walks across the street to, oh gosh, what's Molly's last name? Strand, to the Strand house. Mm -hmm. And Bridget, and now I have to go back and see in that murder scene with the animal crackers if he calls the lady Bridget, because that's Molly's sister's name. I don't think they did. So I think it must have been a different murder scene. So... Bridget is the shitbag in this universe. (laughs) He's the one with the problems who's couch surfing for a year and is being very glib about a man's suicide to the poor man's son who's just come back. Yeah. That was shitty. Yeah. I mean, we've all put our foot in our mouth before, but I don't... That was really bad. Poor guy. Don't worry, though. Hot Molly to the rescue. She's fine in this version. Her skin is clear. There's no oxycodone addition. I'm get addiction. I'm I guessing. Know. I think she still has some, doesn't she? I don't know. Either way, she was looking fly, and I was here for it. Did you and know that she's Australian? I did. What is she faking an American she accent? Is faking it's an American accent, and I learned from listening to because I, mean, I did that long drive. I listened to some of the the official Castle Rock podcast thingies and they uh-huh. did an interview with her and they asked her uh-huh. hey how did you learn to do such a good american accent and when she first got to america she was friends for some reason with a not famous yet joss whedon who had what? a huge collection of laser discs that she would watch during the day because she had no job, and that's how she learned to do American accents from watching Joss Whedon's laser discs. Oh, that's awesome. I love Melanie Linsky. Miss Linsky, I think you're hilarious and very pretty, and am very much enjoying having you 
on Castle Rock. So and that ends That's... this segment known as Lacey's Basement. See, I figured out a way to do it. <laughs> Fun facts about go. people is Lacey's Basement. Yeah, I got to say, I love our show, but I am high-key jealous of the official one's access to the showrunners. That is super fun. Yeah, it's nonsense. Jealous! We deserve it, too. Whatever. <laughs> I want things! We do. In this where, Ruth has left the Reverend. She lives with Pangborn in God's Waiting Room, Florida. Mm-hmm. Where all old people live, for whatever reason. It's true. If you have moved to Florida... You're officially Check old. yourself. Look out! You're dying! <laughs> um, I, I get it. They like the warm weather. You know, we I all do. I lived there for years. Are Not you on actually purpose. 167? Yeah. It took mm. a toll. It's funny, like, Florida is, like, the, quote, old people capital of the world or whatever, but it's also where the craziest news stories come from. Yes. There's actually a... You know what? I'm not going to... I'm going to save it. Remember all those save things it. that I said I was going to talk about? Mm-hmm. I've forgotten. I'm going to have to go back and listen to our show because I forgot what all they, they all were. But we'll be able to fill up a weekly episode from now until Castle Rock comes back with just Stephen Kingery nonsense. Yeah. Yep. I'm. I've got lots to say. Lots <laughs> nonsense. And maybe not relevant, but yeah, whatever. So Molly's like a councilwoman or something. I forget because I, I didn't. Oh, write she's down the head the of the city council. Oh, well, there She's you go. She's swinging that around at the police station because that's yeah. how it works. <laughs> so she is living potentially one of the better versions of her own life in this there. She's well-beloved by the town. I forget what the kid's quote about her was exactly, but she everybody likes her and knows her when they go to the Mellow Tiger and everything. And in this version of, or in this where... The Reverend left the Church of the Incarnation rather than dying. We don't know exactly when he left the church, but it seems to be a well-known thing around Castle Rock that he's lost his mind and is a sort of bizarre recluse. And yeah, and he asked, kinda... he asked her about that specifically. Right, and it doesn't seem like, much like in Castle Rock Classic, that Henry has been back in a while. The kid left and it seems like didn't really come back but the weird parallel there is henry deavers just like to leave their mentally ill parents alone in castle rock while they go do other shit yeah i didn't think about that at some point i guess you have to take care of yourself oh yeah i guess you can't you can't feel that bad about it but yeah that is a parallel maybe you could have taken the fucking cat electrodes and shoved one into his dad and see what it did Oh, yeah, we don't really know if he had, like, the tumor or whatever in this one, but I guess we could maybe assume that he did. I guess. Who knows? Later that night, after the kid comes back from going to the Mellow Tiger and he's kind of poking around the house and the lights keep going out, we finally find out that he and Merritt, too, are trying for a baby. And if they are the age that the that Andre Holland Henry is, then they're pushing 40, and I wish them the best of luck, because that can be a, a tough road. But Have you apparently... ever seen the movie Logan's Run, Hannah? Oh, yes, of course. Is that, always... like, how you live your life? Like, is that what no. you wanted to have? No, 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 no. <laughs> but suffice it to say that as a lady, I have women friends in their late 30s, and it can be a tough road. Oh, I just thought you that... wanted everybody that was 35 or older to be Oh, dead. no, 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 no. Just as a lady talking about fertility and how oh. it's 
it can be a challenge. Well, I feel a little less worried then. <laughs> yeah, I think dudes can have babies successfully up into their 70s. I mean, yes, but you don't want that sauce. No. No, it's, it's not going to come out like, right. Dusty and rotten. Yeah, you make you make you make a cake with sour butter, it's not going to be a good cake. Yeah. <laughs> then you have like a reverend and you're like, "Ah, damn, now I got to kill it with a hanger." Exactly. Oh, well. So, as the kid is discussing what probably ought to be a happy occasion, Merritt, too, is late for her period, even though she says it's just one day. He finds the kid cage in the basement, which would be a chilling experience for anybody if you walked into your... And I know probably a lot of people have had that kind of experience with their parent, like finding out something you didn't want to know about something your parents did when they yeah, were younger. But, but not like, like they a kept a dildo kid in the basement. Or something. Not a kid right. in a cage. Yeah, maybe some sex rope or something in yeah, their, yeah, yeah. their bedside table. Sex rope. Not... <laughs> sex rope. I don't know. I assume you have to use a different kind. <laughs> because the stuff that you would get at Home Depot would hurt. You know? Someone back me up on this. I bet there's like a special kind. I bet it's really soft. Get at that's us. That's the best thing that's happened in this entire show. <laughs> Kinky listeners back me up that there's special sex rope. Whatever. Katie is like, I'm dying. I'm turns red. so red. He's like crying. Ah, <laughs> oh, well. All right. I guess I'll we have should, to look that up too. We should cut together a reel of all the ridiculous nonsense. Yes, that's set on this show. You know, hey, if if you're listening to the show and you make or sell sex rope, we are happy to be a sponsor. Oh, bespoke sex rope. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's good you know. thinking. Also, send us emails about the weird shit you found out your parents did. Oh. Like they're furries or something, or, you know. Not that there's anything anything wrong with that. This is, like, tangent-filled right now, and and whatever, you know us. Yeah. In the 70s, there were furries. They just didn't know what they were, and even if they did, there was nothing they could do. What? Please explain. So, it's impossible that this idea about being furries was just hatched in, like, the 2000s. Oh, well, yeah. You know There's what I mean? nothing new under the sun. Right. Absolutely. But, but what did those people do? They didn't have the means. You know what I mean? They weren't They weren't going to fucking Woolworths or Sears or whatever it was and go, yeah, give me yeah. 50 yards of fake squirrels so they could go yiff each other or whatever. I hate that you know that word, and I hate that it just got said on our podcast. You want to know why I know it? Sure. CSI. I watched oh. one episode of CSI in my entire life, and it was a furry convention. And I don't remember what that means, and I wasn't sure that it, the word was right, and now I'm very happy with myself. No, yeah, you're right. It's it's furry sex. Um, I was in Atlanta once during a big furry convention. As I'm a person so- who as a person who sews, I'm incredibly impressed with what they're able to achieve with the fabric costumes, because like that seems really hard. I just make clothes and stuffed animals. (laughs) But I also see the appeal of being like a house cat because napping all the time. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think of that. Especially if you were boss cat. (laughs) Reeling it all back in. (laughs) There's a kid cage in the basement, which is fucked up. So he calls the police and who shut up? Our prince angel baby, Zaleski, who's like a real cop. Yep. I was very, very happy to see him again. Well, and was great. what was great about that is he had a chance to be a real cop because there was a real 
police force to join. He didn't have to right. go to Shawshank because it wasn't the only game in town. Still not a Walmart, though, so I guess. Yeah, but is that really a big loss for anybody? I mean, no. I guess if it's the only store you have, then yeah, it is, because 67 miles is a long way to drive. Very true. And there is this um, very specific reversal going on where they're like, has he said anything? No, he hasn't said anything except... Henry Deaver, just like the kid did when they discovered him in Shawshank. That's the only thing he says. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, young Henry, who has just been rescued from the cage, hears a noise and tries to go dashing off into the woods. Assumedly because he knows that when he hears that noise, he can cross back through the thinny or the veil or whatever you want to call it, the, the border. And I'm going to still home. call it the thinny because... The thinny specifically made a sound ah, in, okay. in the books, I'm and it on was board. a sound that like would it was it was a terrible, gross sound, like a a disconcerting Ooh. type of thing, sort of like monstrous yeah. howling. Yeah, it does seem to cause people who hear it pain. Mm-hmm. Now that I think about it, but unfortunately, a cop tackles him very aggressively. That's a kid. Like, be careful. Yeah. But they manage to drag him back. When you think about the fact that he's been in prison for, like, decades, like, oh, this poor adult kid. I can't imagine what it would be like being my age but trapped in an 11-year-old's body, a la, like, interview with a vampire girl. Well, now, do you think that actually brings up something interesting? Do you think that, obviously, they didn't age? Do you think they were completely frozen? Because if you're just sitting in a cage for however many years, you're not going to be super spry when you finally get out. You're going to be all atrophied yeah. and whatnot. That's true. I'm just guessing I'm wondering how it would, like, freeze their psyche. Because you would mature either way, somehow. That Though it does seem that being in the other universe kind of affected the kid's memory, too. Like, he was very unnerved by everything and kind of yeah. like, you know, but, I don't know. I mean, young, our Henry as a kid, I can see having way more problems I still don't mm-hmm. buy the whole, it wiped out his whole memory. Yeah. I don't buy that at all. But the other thing that I don't, like the, the and I know we'll get to it in the in the recap, but the Reverend said he played with the kid. He, you know, he had a relationship. It was like, this is my boy. Right, I'm but at some point the, he turned on him. Yeah. Right. Lacey visited the kid all the time. There were a lot of cigarettes in that bucket. Right, and he, like, watched TV and maybe read the Bible to him, I guess. So if you so. threw on Jeopardy and watched it for 27 years, you'd be a fucking super genius. Right. What I don't understand is, after you've been in this world for 27 years, and the person who caught you is explaining to you, you know, what this mm-hmm. world is about and everything like that, why when you finally get let out, and again, I'm not talking about little Henry, I'm talking about the kid, why do you act like a fucking shitwit when you finally talk to Henry Deaver, because you already know right. what happened. Which is, it seem, now, remember that the the neurologist did diagnose him with pure retrograde amnesia. Like, maybe it's having some sort of effect on his mind, being in the wrong place. He's not fully, you know, cognizant. Of, but he does seem to be remembering more now that he's out of the hole, or whatever. Or hell in the well in the cell. Or hell, hell in the well cell in the cell. cell. Yes. But yeah. do you think... I mean, no, I can't imagine. He said Henry like, Deaver, he knew what his name was, and he had met little Henry before. Yeah, I could see. Lacey, Lacey did remind him to say that, though. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. I feel like as a kid apologist, 
as a kid apologist, I have to say, perhaps this world that he doesn't belong in is having some effect on his ability to to maintain mental stability. I don't know. By the way, I was looking to find out who that actress was this whole time, and I can't find shit. You know, the IMDB page for Castle Rock is weirdly informative about extras and then missing important people in some places. It's very bizarre. It's bad. Anyway. Because, yeah, I was trying to figure out who played the crazy hotel owner, because I've definitely seen him before, but I couldn't remember where. And it wasn't there. Sons of bitches, I want my money back. Right? For that free website. (laughs) Uh the kid finds his dad's tape recorder, which was somewhat reminiscent of the finding the video camera in the other world yep. thing. And he finds that tape labeled week 1,437. My initial reaction to this was to be like, wow, that's a long ass time. But then I remembered there are a lot of weeks in the year and actually it hadn't really been it wasn't that long. I was like, is the reverend hundreds and hundreds of years old? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not even close. My vampire hopes were dashed in a matter of minutes. But I also kind of feel like if you were that, you have to be a little bit nuts to keep up with your numbering that long. Yeah. He must not be saying much either, because like a whole week's worth of recording would fit on that tiny little... Because I'd be like, well, I'm going to... Well, if it was a sermon, then it can't be that long. Well, but they're not sermons. They're like his thoughts. I figured he was doing the like... I don't know. There's like a lot of movie characters that do this. Maybe that's why he was crazy. He was just walking around narrating his own life into a little thing. And that's why he stopped going out of the house because people told him to stop it. Yeah. The people at the store. Idea for a radio show. You know. The people at the store are getting increasingly angry that I keep doing this. However, I don't stop. Prices on cherry tomatoes are crazy this week. Possible (laughs) conspiracy. (laughs) Poor guy. But anyway, is Moxie a real beverage? Yes. Oh my like gosh. A main thing? I it's only a main thing. Main corner. Go yes, Acadia. This is main corner. My brother loves it. It's fucking gross. I think it's gross. <laughs> it's fucking it's if you took all right, say you were gonna make a soda and instead okay. of going, all right, we're gonna take caramel and this and blah 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 and everything like that, you just found a bunch of shit on the ground, like a pine cone and and maybe like a leaf and shit like that. And then you said, well, this tastes terrible. And you said, oh, I know what we'll do. We'll add 13 pounds of sugar into each bottle. This okay. is what their idea for soda was. And guess what? They had that idea in 1876. And they just were like, well, we ain't changing it. And it's still a thing. Oh, so it's like Iron Brew for Maine. I think Iron Brew is disgusting. What's the official flavor? Like, what's it supposed to be? Caramelish. Ew! It's like literally caramel. Kinda. Soda. That's, Kinda. That's nasty. So now your your main only special repast that you're gonna have now includes moxie and brown bread in a can. I'm not. I'm not stoked about this. Well, you can't eat lobster, so that's out. So the rest, all you're going to get is potatoes and blueberries. Is there like, no, okay, blueberries are delicious. Is there no like famous main brewery or like winery? Yeah, there are. Yeah, there are. So I'll throw some of that in for you. Also, red hot dogs. Oh, I've seen those. Okay. I mean, I like a good hot dog. I love hot dogs. So I'm on board. Even bright, super bright red? That might take a little getting used to. I don't know. Maybe I just won't look at it. Yeah. And (laughs) yes, Moxie was... One of the first 
mass-produced sodas ever in the United States. Neat. And because it's a main thing and main people are weird, just keep doing it. Fair enough. I'm a diet Dr. Pepper gal myself. That's because that's the only soda that tastes exactly like its sugary counterpart. Yeah, it's good. I, I have a problem. <laughs> By all accounts, it seems as if the Reverend has come to the conclusion that there's a curse over Castle Rock, which is making me nervous because I feel like it's grounds for a weird witch thing, like a cheap witchy ending. God damn. Yeah, but it turns out that maybe it was caused by a young girl who had to cannibalize some people because she was starving. They kind of made it sound like wow. like a win. But that was his ther- that was his theory anyway. Could it go back to this? I forget what century French girl who ended up eating some of her friends or family because she was hungry after a a something. My genuine belief is that it's the proximity to the thinny that causes all the problems dark cosmic energy yeah well i think whatever scraping up against other worlds yeah isn't makes good yeah see good, good it's a hell mouth that's also bad that's you know the whatever. Hell mouth. yeah in any case the reverend theorized or had gotten to this point that he thinks that maybe she has something to do with it for whatever reason like cannibalism is bad but every time i hear a story about some historical figure who's like starving i'm like okay i get it like i see why this happened and if you want to learn about rabbit starvation, you can go listen to the Strangeful Things episode about cannibalism because it's a special kind of problem that if you if you and I were in a boat and we were going to mm-hmm. die, if you decided that I started looking like a big chicken leg, like I'm in a cartoon, yeah. you need to kill me right away and eat me. The problem with it is people wait and wait and wait and wait until the person that they eat there's no fat so you're actually you keep eating stuff but you're not getting the nutrients that you need so it's called rabbit starvation if you eat lean meat Ah. it's not helping you any so not only did you eat me but it didn't help you any so kill me quick hannah you know in this situation it's a moot point i'm gonna die first my immune system is shot to hell and quite honestly i'm pretty skinny so (laughs) enjoy that gristle acadia on our shipwreck My husband's always joking that if there ever were, like, a zombie virus, he'd have to leave because my immune system is such shit that I would definitely be patient zero. So oh, that's a problem. Yeah, I'll have I know. to. I'll have to remember that. That's why we keep a collar and, like, a big metal post in our backyard in case of zombie... No, I'm well, just kidding. Fastened with sex rope. All right, move on. <laughs> I'm telling you it's a thing. Somebody better tell me it's a thing. It's gotta be a thing. Everything's a thing, you know? We live in that kind of world. If I wanted to find, like, a collection of antique Chinese urinal cakes or whatever, that would be a thing. True. All right, sex and mischief polyester silk rope bondage kit. I told you it would have to be, like, a soft material or your wrists would get all hurt. And your your butt and your feet and whatever else is involved. (laughs) Whatever's getting tied. Yes, all right, fine, fine. Aha! My mother is going to be so proud of me. Yeah, My father too, Just every you know. week, it's a new low for Mrs. Uh, Selector. You know? I know. <laughs> She's right now yeah. going, son of a bitch, Hannah found my sex rope. <laughs> he said it, not me, Mom. <laughs> I'm still terrified of my mother, even though I'm almost 30. Anywho, he's studying the curse of Castle Rock. And as the kid is walking around musing about his father's craziness, I assume, he finds like an old decayed filter. 
in the woods, which I thought was crazy. Yeah, that was weird. Who was using Who was using that? Probably the Reverend. I don't know. Yeah, that was maybe weird. maybe it's you know at some point it's the filter from Castle Rock Ooh. Classic that somehow what even is time? I don't know. Do you? That's possible, I guess. Mm. I hadn't really thought of that. If it, you mean anyway. like it flipped over? Yeah. I don't know. Got sucked in there. However it works. Yeah, because it was in the woods. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Time is a wibbly wobbly circular well, thingy. My favorite part about the way they did the, you know, going through the worlds was it was a different time of day every time. Ah, yeah, that's that's interesting. So our Henry, young Henry, appeared in the woods at some point, and the Reverend captured him, sort of. Although at first he was kind to him. And he taught him how to carve soap figurines just like he taught his own boy. So the kid did carve, or well, young Henry had carved that soap figurine before he came back through the thinny and was still clutching it when he got home because the Reverend had taught both he and the kid how to carve little figurines out of soap, which is a strange thing, I I think. I mean... I guess, well, soap is easy to carve, I guess, so maybe that would be like a good precursor to like whittling or something like that yeah, that's because true. it's soft ish yeah. yeah that does make and sense it, now that i think about it and you wouldn't yeah. have to do it with a knife that you could cut yourself with so good job rev right i guess it's just a weirdly wholesome activity considering what kids are into nowadays and yeah. i'm reacting to that because everything's ruined <laughs> but yeah that's where he got the little <laughs> soap figurine i just thought of iced tea on svu going yeah they call it soap figurines <laughs> they make someone carve a little figure, then they jam it in his butt and put him on TV. Damn it! This is a very dirty episode. We haven't gone super blue. I didn't mean to. Point. It just lent itself. All right, yeah, I'll well, cut that out. Maybe no, I won't. I was gonna make a prison joke too because I'm a terrible person. I'm like, why carve soap? Ah, oh, prison. Ah, oh, drop uh, the soap. Oh, yeah, bad. whatever. This is what you get, Castle Rock, when you stop giving us stuff to figure out and just tell us things. <laughs> yeah, stop it. <laughs> Clearly we need to be occupied. <laughs> At some point in this journey of soap carving, the Reverend decides that the other Henry, young Henry, is some sort of deceiver. Even though he's perfectly recounted details of Ruth and this other world and the Reverend believes him. Well, wait now a minute. He... That blows what? up the whole thing we just said earlier about why they got so stupid and forgot everything because little Henry remembered everything. Yeah, so maybe this is just at the beginning, though. Or maybe know. the kid is full of shit. I don't know. I guess we don't know who's been in the wrong world longer because, well, week 1437. So that's 27. I don't remember what tape he was listening to. But that was a huge... You you didn't even take the the big thing out of that, that you did the math and found out that it was 27 years. Yeah. That's a big whoop. Yeah. I thought that was super significant when you found it, and then you were just so nonchalant about it. Boy, oh, I'm Hannah. I figure everything out. <laughs> oh, I mean, it was all of, like, 10 seconds on my phone calculator, but yeah. Well. I've been doing that with, like, I've been doing some serious numerology shit from the beginning. I'm like, is this a code? <laughs> he disappeared on November, or I know, January 9th, 1991, which is 191991. That's got to be, anyway, none of it panned out. It's the long and the short of it with the numbers thing. But I certainly tried. Like, this is the ninth letter of the alphabet, which is, so it's, it's I, but nobody's name starts with I. Incarnation. Take Wait a that. second. Inez. It got, it got weird. But this time it worked out for me. 100%. It was great. So, 
I don't know when this flip started happening or why he did that, other than that the Reverend seems to struggle with a certain degree of, like, religious obsession, compulsion, and mental illness. And he... Yeah, I kind of think it was the... I think it was the the progression of his illness that did it. Yeah. And not anything that Henry did. What the fuck is Henry going to do? He's still just sitting in the cage. Right. And why... What would be his motive to deceive you, necessarily? He's not getting anything out of you except soap carving lessons, so... But the kid also does some math and realizes that this boy who's been kept in a cage hasn't aged, which now shows us that if you are in your wrong there, you don't age. Yep. You stay the age that you are when you cross over. And it could just be you stay exactly the way you are when you cross over. Right. Yeah. Whatever that happens to be. And so this... Our Henry is... Our young Henry is 11, so he stayed... 11, unfortunately. Well, 11's not as bad as maybe being stuck at 14. That would be oh, rough. Can you imagine? Ugh. I would Stop whacking long. it in the cage. Well, that was Nam. <laughs> yep, that's the... Uh, I used to teach one middle school class, and I, had, I was like, no, I can't do this. <laughs> Quit putting your hand down your pants and then touching my stapler. Teeny. Oh, oh that's the stapler boy. story. Yes. You, that... Oh, yeah. Nobody asked, but there it is. Um, I always wondered. I just figured we had to be better friends. <laughs> seventh and eighth grade girls, not an issue other than like some petty drama that I never had to get involved in really because it's just like girls are mean at certain ages. Seventh and eighth grade boys, however, lot of hand down pantsing, which is an awkward subject for a female teacher to broach. So it just became a policy of like, don't touch stuff on my desk, <laughs> please. They would talk to me, too. And, I mean, it's nothing purposely sexual on their part. It's just, like, a, a phase that boys seem to go through, I guess. I don't know. In any case, there was a we lot of a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. You know, life is hard when you're 13 and 14. But then that was the age he was. Well, now, wait a minute. He got lost when Molly had that connection to him. Right. And the reason that I'm thinking about that now is because we've been focusing on the fact that he was 11. And uh-huh. Molly had an established relationship with him at that point. And right. she lost him when he went over. But we also know yeah. we also know for a fact that if she when she touched when other Molly touched little Henry, she, she... saw everything he saw. So this is a little earlier than maybe I was going to address it. But remember oh. when I said I sort of had a theory about what happened and like why guy got cancer when he touched. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the kid so when molly touches henry she's connected to the idea of her other self the self that exists in the other universe and she does end up dying what if it's damaging for you to if your other is alive to be connected to them by interacting with the other universe and maybe that's the same reason that young Molly is so, or that our Molly in Castle Rock Classic is unhealthy and like struggles and whatever, even though she did have that connection to Henry, like maybe it gets worse or anyway. So maybe when the Nazi guy touched the kid, he was also connected to what I assume is his nonprofit uh, fundraising human rights based counterpart yes, right. in Southern Castle Poverty Rock Law too. Center working guy. Absolutely. You know, doing the AIDS walk and fundraising for whatever and that connection that whatever damages them. That's not crazy. No, I haven't quite worked out exactly how that works, but it seemed to sort of be like, and maybe that's why our Zaleski too 
ended up the way he did because he extensively touched the kid. But there's so many getting cancer instantly is a lot different than it what is, the mouse even... did or what Zaleski did or what Lacey did. There's but a di- is it the is it the schisma trying to reconcile the existence of these two? Because you said that they can only cross over when the other counterpart is dead. So is it the universe reacting in some way, whatever way that may be, to correct that doubling? And it's just random how it ends up happening, you know, kind of like a time paradox. That's as good a theory as, that's as good a theory as I have thought of or heard, because it could be, I mean, sort of like the schisma is Thanos. All right, I got to get rid of, no one can have a twinner. So if you touch somebody that's in the wrong time... It, like, makes the universe aware Either of that. Either you or your twinner has to die. Right. And so it could explain also why some people can touch the kid and they don't die. Yeah, because maybe, maybe their, their twinner did. person ended up doing it. Yeah. And so, yeah, because when Odin first describes the schisma, he says it's the sound of the universe and all of its possibilities trying to reconcile each other. So, yeah, maybe if you touch someone from a wrong there you're making the universe, quote, aware, unquote, of the discrepancy that exists. And it has to fix it somehow. I like it. Okay, yeah, so that was my thought. I mean, I think it holds some water. There's there's some validity to it, so. But that was my process on it. I like it. Let us know what you think in the emails. Yeah, send us email. Oh, you know what? I don't even think people are going to have to wait till the emails, Hannah, because since we are... Uh... Right around oh, halfway true. through the show, maybe we should tell everybody that on Sunday, September 9th, at a time to be figured Announce. out soon, we are going to be doing a live YouTube show where we do the whole, hey, this is everything before the finale. Everybody just like splash out everything that they wanted to say before we go. And guess what? We're not doing it by ourselves. Because oh, also, no. we're going to have some of the lads from Castle Rock Critical from all the way in England. Our friends across the pond. Yep. It's going to be tons of fun. And we want you guys to come interact and send us your questions. And you'll get not only mine and Acadia's messy, tangent-filled perspective, but also the Castle Rock Critical guys. Yeah. And their wonderful, wonderful accents. And they sound so and- moderatory. I hope they moderate. Oh, yes. Keep us in check. Yeah, and there'll be a chat. Like, so you'll be able to, you know, do questions real time and everything. And then the goal of it is that will be the podcast because we'll just, I'll just turn it into audio and then we can put it in the feed. Yeah. So if you can't do it at all curious what we look like or well, what Acadia's wrestling mask looks like and what the podcast hat looks like on my head, then you'll get to see that. Oh man, no pressure, but your hat's going to have to be banging for Sunday. Oh, no. I'll show you what it says, but don't say it out loud like this is what I've got for it. Whoa. <laughs> All right. Well, now you got to come just for that, folks, because that is pretty great. It's it's a good pun. Yeah, I'm quite pleased with myself. Yeah, that's good. So, yeah, that'll be tons of fun. I'm really excited about yes. that. Yes. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. Oh, yeah. I should have gotten my double voice for that. Oh, I might have to. Oh, yeah. Well, that'll be a good use for it. That's yeah. for sure. All right. So that's our commercial. Yeah. Brought to you by and Sex Rope. <laughs> oh, Nance, Nance Sex Rope won't fuck up your wrists and butt. She should have just opened an Etsy shop 
for like to raise money for her nephew's titanium leg with her. Oh. You know? Yeah. Well, in another in another where she did. Yeah, and like maybe in another where her nephew didn't need a titanium leg. Yeah, true. Whatever. <laughs> So, little Henry is taken away by the cops to what I assume is Juniper Hill, because then there's another fire that they have to go to. I mean, I I guess there's also child facilities at Juniper Hill, I I hope. Yeah, because Henry Bowers was sent there as a child. Yeah, that's that's true. So, yeah, like most hospitals, there's both a pediatric ward and an adult ward. It's just for Henry, you just never get to leave. (laughs) Right. And thank goodness Molly is this powerful, charismatic councilwoman because she's able to get a lot of insider information that probably polite, timid the kid is not going to acquire or is going to be stonewalled about because he's not like a local. Castle Rock is kind of insular, even in the, the better version of it. So she discovers that there's been some sort of fire. They go to the police station because they're treating young Henry like a criminal, kind of like they do in Castle Rock Classic, which... Like, don't get me wrong, there are kids with deviant, evil behavior. It's just, so much of the time, people want to treat kids like adults, and this is one of those situations where I don't think it's appropriate. Like, they're not trying to figure out what's really going on, they've just decided to demonize this kid. Right. Well, maybe that's part of your, they know there's something wrong, but they don't know what it is. Yeah, but that doesn't fly in the real world. Like, you can't just be like, I got a feeling about this, because that's how you get people calling- it does in Castle Rock- well, that's true. You know. They must be used to it. I guess. Actually, they... I mean, I I don't want there to be a racial component to it. But no, I don't time. think they... I don't think they would... Um, I don't think they do it because I don't think it would help anything in the story. It wouldn't... You know what I mean? It's not... No, I guess I'm just still not forgiving Stephen King about it. <laughs> for his career? What are you going to do? Yeah. He evolved. What he did. Mean? He did get past it, thank goodness. But there. it was pretty much- pretty obvious for a while there is a phrase in the dark tower books and i can't believe that this just occurred to me but the it's called walk-ins there's a place called turtleback lane and there's a thinny near it and sometimes people just show up and they look sort of normal but then they don't look normal and they don't sound right and everything like that and the people in the community just called them walk-ins because it happened quite a bunch huh. and castle the- rock is by a thinny like yeah i wanted to make a, a walk-in walk-in dead <laughs> kind of fun <laughs> but i can't quite get it somebody else do that um you know, I was thinking the other day, I do have some vague knowledge of the Dark Tower and like sort of, I have some of the graphic novels and I've leafed. What are the animals that hold up the the things? Because there have been some animals in Castle Rock and I want to make this work, but maybe it doesn't you, you mean correspond. the bad guys? There's the turtle, there's the... Oh, 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 you mean the, the, the guardians of the beam? Yeah, the animals at the beams. They, there was the bear... Are there any... Oh, okay, no bears. Um, the fish. Mm. There's there's six pairs. Hold on, I'll... I'll... Yeah, know, there's 12 of them. I was kind of hoping one of them would be a dog or a cat I'll or a crow or an owl. I'll tell you. Bat, lion, uh-huh. bear, horse, rat, wolf, hare, uh-huh. eagle, turtle, dog, fish. Uh-huh. And elephant. Okay, never mind. I was hoping there would be more Dark Tower symbolism to help us out, but I could tell you something dog. really dorky 
about Shakeadia, but I'll save it. Do you have like a bunch of animals in there? I said I'll save it. Fine. <laughs> Whatever. Don't look at my office behind me and all the neat stuff in here either. So Henry, sorry, the kid and Molly go to the police station to try to get access to young Henry because they're like, we got to help him. He's just a kid. This is not fair what they're doing, et cetera, et cetera. But there seems to be an indication that there's some sort of unnatural pull happening that like, why would they be so invested? I guess the kid could feel guilty about what his dad did, but they, they feel the need to help young Henry. That whole part for some reason was super goofy for me. And this was the first time I never went, that's fucking stupid. Because you're not going to go, I'm the head of the city council. Give me that child. And then the cops are like, yeah, yeah, all right, but okay. we're going to follow you. And then we're going to like, call. oh, yeah, well, we're not even at that point yet. It's just like they're allowed to interrogate him, yeah. which or to ask him questions because they're not really interrogating him. They're being yeah. nice. That but... whole the whole interaction but... with the cops just weirded me out. This is the flashback that Henry has in the 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 filter the filter where he's wearing the sunglasses Mm because molly gives it to him because the light's too bright thank goodness it wasn't the same kind it wasn't her sunglasses in castle rock not no they're not didn't have rims yeah yeah they're just regular sunglasses that she had in her purse (laughs) but now i'm like why would why would henry see that in the filter that's not how memories work when i recall things i don't see myself face on you know it's just hmm. a little, but whatever. I mean, maybe they didn't think too deeply about it. I'm the kind of person who's like, this commercial makes no sense because blah, 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 even though it's only like a 30 second ad. Well, spot. that is true. And we've talked about the, that isn't, that can't be what you're seeing. You can't see yourself like that. Yeah. Unless and maybe they made Henry a point. was tapping into Molly's. Well, that's, what like it, that's the only Molly. thing it could be because when, when he was in the cage, they showed his hand. So it would have been what he saw. Oh, yeah, and I guess when he sees the kid saying no, that's the kid coming down the stairs and having the initial reaction of, like, no, oh, my God. Actually, no, that moment must be something different, right? That that didn't happen yet. Yeah, anyway, so that's interesting. But I guess we could say that for whatever reason, because Molly and Henry are connected, he can also see other Molly's memories somehow. Molly 2's, hot Molly's memories not that melanie linsky doesn't look lovely in both sets it's just that the other one clearly has her shit together more very true yeah young henry explains sort of a similar occurrence it seems to what happens to the the juniper hill fire in castle rock classic or it, it sort of seemed like that but he talks about the other boy in the bed being too close to him he doesn't want to touch him i guess i guess and then and then fire i i don't know it was very vague the way he was talking, it didn't really give us a ton of information. Right. And then I had the realization here in my notes, I'm like, oh, the kid is talking about his Molly dying in the woods, not our Molly. It's just like, that's why he knew so much about her. They were really friends and everything. He's explaining his experiences with Molly too to her when he goes and talks to her in Castle Rock Classic, I think. But then... They made such a big deal about, oh, your memories will come back when you get in familiar surroundings. So, yes, he went to his house and he started to remember and everything like that. But that still Mm -hmm. doesn't, I guess, Henry was, no, I guess he he was in the house. So he did, 
So was yeah, little I mean, Henry being captured? Little Henry remembered all the time because he was already in familiar surroundings. Maybe I don't know. I was just talking about like I was like, why does the kid know so much about Molly? But as this episode went on, I obviously realized that when he's talking to Trouble, the oxy taking Molly in Castle Rock Classic, that he's explaining all the things he knew about the other version of her that he grew up with before he left Castle Rock. Right. Yeah. So that was kind of sweet, I thought. But also he's remembering the end there right before he crossed over when other Molly dies, which we're getting to. So in some, in a way that makes zero sense legally and like, I should say, in my job, I've handled or worked with cases where chain of custody is involved, like abuse, neglect, dependency cases where kids are taken from their parents because of criminal activity or whatever. There is no way that a police force should be releasing a child who is unrelated to either of these two people into their custody. Makes no sense. What about if you're the head of the city council, Hannah? That is not a thing that matters to anybody in the law. And also, it's a really muddy situation because the kid's house is where the boy was being held. That alone should keep him miles away. You know what I mean? But well, this yeah, is I said that land. part was all. I mean, I'm with you 100 percent because that's specifically yeah. all of that stuff is the stuff that I thought was dumb, including the. But we're gonna follow you, and we're gonna. Yeah, it's like we're already making a crappy legal move. Like this isn't a thing that happens. Right, and you're gonna have to come out to the car every three minutes to tell us everything is okay. Like it was just dumb. Yeah. Unless I mean, they do something with it, I just am gonna put that part on the dumb shelf next to the fucking B&B. Yeah, I mean, unless Molly's like a certified foster parent, it would still take weeks. I don't know, whatever. We'll just gloss over it because it's obviously they're just wanting us to suspend our disbelief on that front. Because they spent so, the money on the they spent the money on the train and if they right. didn't have the cop thing, they couldn't have had her like book it across the tracks and then Zaleski Right, go, right. <laughs> so Molly has like touched young Henry at this point and had her little vision and decided like, we have to help him get back into the woods because feelings. And so she drives across the train tracks in what was admittedly kind of a nifty scene, but also sort of like, ah, well, of course that was going to happen. And Zaleski's like, damn it. And thumping on his steering wheel, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, and then here's my little blip on the theory about, like, touching someone from a wrong timeline connects you to your other self and the schisma doesn't like it, or something like that. So. Um, then it almost seemed like because Molly had touched young Henry that she was able to join him in this sort of veil, this, like, between-worlds place. The thinny, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um... But there's like a space there that's like this between, this purgatory, you know, because they haven't quite gotten back to Henry's timeline. It's like a doorway, kind of, where all of them converge. There is what? a term for that. That is called Todash. That's the, the in-between. It's And I uh, pulled it up so that I would get the official definition of it. Todash is a state of being that allows someone to travel between universes. It's not a common state, and it's usually triggered by a powerful event or object. The Todash okay. state is usually accompanied by the common or chimes, which produce an unpleasant sound similar in effect to a thinny. Okay, so he's dragged Molly into that by, like, holding her hand or whatever. And in this Todash state, as we're going to call it now, it's a thing, uh, 
what we assume to be the French cannibal girl from the Reverend's tapes. She looks very harried and is carrying a big knife. Not good. And meanwhile, Zaleski has fired a warning shot into the air and is chasing them. I don't get the warning shot thing. I feel like cops have to account for that, and that was a bad move. But Also, and... when you shoot bullets up in the air, they eventually come down. Yeah, problems. And the kid is also giving pursuit, being like, whoa, 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 what are you going to do to them? Stop, you know, because, of course, Zaleski has a gun. And then Molly comes out, uh, or at least the kid can touch her. He sees her, but she seems to still think that she's in the... But he can't see... Or can he see Henry, too? I don't remember. Mm. Either way, the kid is like, Molly, 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 whatever. And then suddenly she has a hole in her back. She's been stabbed. I assume by the girl with the knife, but we don't actually see we what don't happens. Know, yeah. The kid assumes that Zaleski has shot him. He's like, what have you done? Yeah. I just fired a warning shot, right. you know? Yeah, he was very Meanwhile, confused. Yeah. Meanwhile, in the Todash, we see some sort of prison break happening, like, a la, oh, brother, where art thou? People in striped yeah, uniforms. very, like, oh, brother, where art thou, yeah. Yeah, they're chained together and running through the woods, and mm -hmm. a teenage girl very cutting her wrists while she's leaning up against a tree and, and doing I... it the right way yep the vertical way the the serious way i will never um. forget that was one of the best and worst jokes of family guy of all time they oh, yeah they mentioned it and meg just said from the other room, sideways for attention vertical for results yeah <laughs> The show is awful, but I've got to say, like, there have been some lines. Yeah. Same with, like, American Dad, because we've all watched them. Oh. There are some one-liners that just get me. Me too. Jason hates him, but he's my favorite character. I well, just wait him. for our new recap show of American Dad. I, he's the reason I watch the show. Yeah, he he's like my spirit. He's like, we are connected. <laughs> I, I feel a lot of what he feels. I want attention. I like wine. <laughs> I like to wine. And, you know, I like to dress up in costumes. <laughs> Hey, that is, that's really true. Yeah, why not? Do you have a fanny pack? I mean, I would. Where do you even <laughs> buy fanny packs now? I remember going to Disney World as a kid and being very excited about getting a fanny pack because to keep all of my stuff that I had at eight years old, which is nothing. So I don't know who the prison breaky people are supposed to be. It's not. Eh. I think that they were just trying to illustrate the oh. fact that he was essentially flipping channels through the world. Yeah. Well, it wasn't the Shawshank people because they came out of a poo. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's very true. And yeah. they, it was, here's all the stuff that happens in the woods and we're going to make yeah. sure that you know that there are some that are old timey and some that are Potential, less old timey. Yeah. Potential other places you could go or mm -hmm. end up. Yes. And, and other people who have been here. Laying out the, actually now that, that uh, we say it that way, we have no guarantee that this ware had vampires in Jerusalem's lot. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it very well could have been a vampireless ware. Yeah, the only... The, there are a few things Which that we know existed, like The Shining and Cujo and, and that kind mm -hmm. of stuff, but there's... And, and I guess the dark half. I guess the dark half? Yeah, we're not even really sure, The are dead we? zone, for sure. But anyway, I mean, yeah. this will, we'll do this in the big recap, I guess. But the... Uh, we don't know... Those weren't Stephen King things. They were just things that happened, you know. And yeah. I think I think it was and, a TV device. Like I've been I've been really thinking. Mm -hmm. The goal of it was to educate viewers that this is a place where a bunch of things revolve around each other. 
Right, and like common phenomena in the Stephen King multiverse right. and things like that. Now, Which... I have to say my biggest disappointment about Castle Rock, speaking to the, like, this is a vampireless wear, has been that there have been no, like, creatures, you know? Oh, you want creatures. You want I monsters, do. and I there do. haven't been any. I don't think you're going to be disappointed eventually, because the more I think about it, the more I believe not all of the characters will be in there. I don't think there will, will be any more Henry Deavers, but I believe right. that the Mollies and the Jackies and the Zaleskis and the Castle Rock residents will recur uh, yeah. American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. The same actors, even if they're not the same roles in every instance, because they're setting it up that, well, yeah, everything's kind of the same, but everything's a little different. And I think yeah. that's a, a smart way to do it. Which will be fun. And I mean, to be fair, I guess Stephen King isn't an overt creature-y kind of guy as far as his horror goes. It was just that for whatever reason, when I was watching the initial promos for the show, it seemed like it was going to be more, I don't know, monster Scary? Yeah, kind of. And I don't want to, I don't want anyone to think I'm not enjoying this ride because I super am. And it's just not, if I were to like pick my ideal version of horror it's going to be like a creature feature or like a cool demony ghost story. I just like that sort of thing. I think you should read. As a matter of fact, I would, you know what? We'll figure it out. Listen, everybody, we have like 17 ideas for what might happen with the castle rock historical society after castle rock goes away. Mm -hmm. And one of them is like, coming right up on us so we might tell you about it and we might not depending on what we decide but one of the things that we know we're going to do is explore Stephen King books slash movies and because you just said creatures and really scary fucked up things I think we should read The Talisman because maybe it was Peter Straub's influence but there is just some straight up yeah now I will say horrifying shit in that I am Peter Straub, and I like him a lot. Um, I haven't read The Talisman, and I haven't read Black House either, which is another... That's the sequel Stephen to King. it, so... Yeah, Stephen King, Peter Straub, which is why I haven't read it yet, even though I bought it, because I do a lot of thrift store book shopping, and I know it's a sequel. But yeah, you know, like Mystery and Coco and all of that stuff, I like Peter Straub, so... Well, all right, Hi, Peter! Hey, hey. Love to have you on the show. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Getting back to... Castle Rock and all of that. Molly touches the Molly touches young HD, and that's what seems to drive draw her into the uh, wait. What was it called? Toadash into the Toadash. And, and it's then, not a complete good metaphor because most of the time it's not going into a thinny is not Toadash. It's like a way to do it that's not a thinny, and a lot of times right. it happens when you die. Ah, that you well you can go yeah. So the kid then touches Molly as he's trying to, like, stick with her while she's dying. And she's like, you have to help him. And it seems like touching Molly, who has touched Henry, allows the kid to pass into this as well. Yeah. That connection. And so, boom. He and Henry pass through the thinny. And there they are, back in Castle Rock Classic. The kid is standing on top of the quarry. Mm-hmm. while young Henry runs across the ice to younger Pangborn. Yep. And that's how we get where we are. Or everything has come full circle, sort of. Even though it's been only 11 days in Castle Rock Classic, right. it's been years and years and years in Castle Rock 2. Yes, which means from an endgame standpoint, well, we got to talk about some of the questions that 
are lingering. Right. But from can an end the game, kid can no. the kid go back? Well, yeah, that's the end game. It's can the kid go back, and if so, how do they get him back? Yeah, is he going to come back to a world that is like Futurama in Castle Rock Two? His, you know, well, no, because like, well, it depends. Yeah, because you never know how. Right, how the times are going to be different or yeah. whatever. That's it also true. like now my biggest question is what is the voice that is telling people to capture the people from other timelines because actually it's not inaccurate that they can be dangerous so it seems but it also seems very misguided and evil like there is a traceable phenomenon that lets people cross over and henry knows that you can get back like and they talk that that scene with the the book beating was not an accident where that guy's theory about repression being a protection mechanism for your brain yeah is obviously meant to recall henry so those memories are there. He's either repressing them, you know, consciously or unconsciously to protect himself from reliving the trauma of being in prison in a basement for years. Well, not just that, all the fucked up shit that... Well, so yeah, he got fucked up by the Rev in Castle Rock, and then he went to Boston Rock, and the same thing happened, but worse, because it was in a cage. Yeah, and actually, now that I think about it, like... If he ca- he crosses over this other Castle Rock and has what seems like a good relationship with his dad, which he didn't get in Castle Rock Classic, because at first the Reverend shows him affection because it's his boy that he lost, it seems like, my Henry, and he's being loving, which the other Reverend isn't. And then he has the trauma of being betrayed by the dad who was now nice to him. I mean, this that's a lot for a kid to, to deal with. It's a lot for anybody to deal with. Yeah. You know what? You know what, though? So in our... In Castle Rock, we've got a group of people that are actively looking for the thinny. Mm-hmm. And we've got oh, Lacey, who's, who's he's just told. in the mix somehow. He might not necessarily be talking about the thinny, but he is especially he, aware of the yeah, effect he, that a walk-in has. Yeah, he was told that the kid was going to show up and to go get him and put him in prison. Or in hell in a cell in a well. Mm-hmm. to keep him from causing damage who's telling people to kidnap henry's displaced well yeah that's you know? the thing like or what the, in in boston rock ain't nobody trying to go in the woods and f- fuck shit up no one like you know what i mean like it wasn't like that right, at there's all more people there's more people connected to the woods in castle rock classic it seems there's Lacey. there's the reverend there's odin there's Willie, yeah that's there's... what i'm saying everybody's trying yeah. to get at it there but nobody's doing anything in in boston rock they're like well, i don't we, hear shit in or the we woods. just don't know because we do know that the kid was being tromped around for a little while before Ruth was like, I'm out of here and I'm taking the kid, you know? I guess, yeah. They were. Well, we don't know that that was what he was doing, though. We know that he did shit to him. So I'm not letting yeah. go of I'm not letting go of the Ruth or somebody that's aware of how things happen. Because there's still no explanation for how Ruth got to the goddamn bridge so fast. I yeah. think Ruth... And they they use the phrase unstuck too many times. Mm-hmm. I think that Ruth could move the chess pieces around where they needed to be in order to make things happen. Yeah. Now I'm kind of having a thought, re the whole, like, Ruth episode. The kid is the Reverend's biological son. I bet he looked like him when he was young in some way to her. Yeah, it makes looked sense. Looked like the Reverend makes sense. when he was young. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but... wait a minute. Well, no, the Reverend went crazy... 
I mean, then in regular Castle Rock, we don't know what else. What other damage did them losing their kid do? Yeah, and how did they get together in the first place? They still seem completely incompatible to me. Love's crazy. You know? Yeah, that's true. It is. And, you know, trauma bonds us all together. It really does if bad things mutually happen to you. But, yeah. And Love's crazy, love... Mrs. Lacey. <laughs> but maybe she's the crazier one. She put the lock on the basement. Well, she, yeah. And... She knows what's up. Yeah. She could have been one of the ones in there. Because remember, I, the other thing that hasn't and come Desjardins. up yet. And Desjardins. Yeah, Desjardins. And that, that interview with Sissy Spacek talking about how good uh, her, na- her accent was. She had like two lines in the whole fucking show. Yeah. And are there other, quote, walk-ins, unquote, that, like, Desjardins captured one? Or is this a problem for people other than, I mean, is Willie a walk-in? Willie walk-in. <laughs> I, I am kind of wondering where Willie is. Poor little like, Willie. Yeah. I don't know. Like, young Willie is not like a kid. He's like an adult. Old enough to shove a screwdriver into his buddy's eye. Hey, you push anybody far enough. But yeah, he did not want to be forcibly deafened, it seems. Hannah's really setting up that I'm going to get murdered. <laughs> push somebody. No, I'm, I'm, threat- I'm threatening J.J. Abrams. Oh, all right. All right, good. That's better. Do, do it to really. somebody famous. That They're used to it. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, I... And I'm going to reserve most of my criticism for after the show is over. I like this storyline a lot. I don't feel like it's getting the time it deserves for what's happening, though. What do you mean? Well, I just don't see how they're going to explain everything in a satisfactory fashion in one more episode. I just feel like it's... Unless they continue explaining it in future seasons, I guess. Fleshing it out more and more. It's just like some of the mechanics I want to know more about, and maybe other viewers aren't like me in that way. I just feel like they're not going to confirm for us, like, yes, actually, it's harmful that other people cross over because this thing and that thing, you know what I mean? But they can't really do that again because that's going to be fucking annoying if they do that. You know what I mean? Because if they're setting up, this is what, and and this is, if, if you add up the number of times that you and I have said that's a problem in this show, it's infinity yeah. times. But it is kind of uh, this whole thing of if you're not in your right where, then mm-hmm. you kill people or you cause people to, you know, I don't know, wig well, out and yeah, ruin like birthday causes, parties and stuff. Causes a ripple or something. The universe doesn't like it. Yeah. It's and like that, if you were to set off a motion sensor or something, you know. Right, but it also it can't is it there's somebody because remember they said oh don't let the kid out. Right. So as they long as he big... wasn't interacting with that there, then he wasn't causing a problem. Right. So if you're if but then why didn't the reverend or Lacey go fucking bananas? Yeah, also it's just like wouldn't the easiest solution if this is the problem be to kill the person who's in the wrong there? Well, yeah, and the mechanics of it now are incomplete because a whole bunch of it was touch-based, mm-hmm. but fucking oh, Bill Skarsgård wasn't jumping up in the air dunking on oh, crows god. that made him fall out of the sky. Oh my god, Acadia. What? Oh my god. Now, remember how everybody's been talking about how, like, they called Henry the Black Death, that trouble followed him wherever he went. What if this still isn't his right wear? Even Castle Rock Classic, and he's still causing all of these problems because even this isn't the right wear 
for him. It's somewhere else. Hmm. That's that's fun. But then you think a lot of people have touched him. Well, yeah, but there's been chaos. Like 1990, like there was the murder. He was the screw yeah, up orphan. But there's that's the that's the thing about it. And you're right. And that's you're you're pretty much on fire this episode. Like, oh, thank just, you. Just so you know, I, I feel like I was really bad yesterday because I was feeling sicker than Don't I was worry today. About it. Well, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, the 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 puffin and whatever that happened to you, it it. It fertilized your brain with some my brain is swelling ass, too yeah some sweet ass theories but the mechanics of it are incomplete because if they had not made such a big deal out of the touch if if lacy hadn't taken off his big glove to touch yeah. the 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 kid's face maybe it would have been that kind of thing but yeah. you can't take i didn't go into the birthday party and touch everybody and they still freaked out. And the crows keep falling out of the goddamn sky. And I didn't touch them. Because you could make a case for him. Oh, shit. Well, oh, maybe it's just chaos. No. What? Who was there when the crows died? Both well, times. Henry. Henry. Yeah. Oh, shit. What if this still isn't his right wear? Then why didn't the alligators die? Well, I, maybe it's maybe it's not a perfect thing. It's just like shit tends to happen, you know. Hmm, that's interesting though. That that's really fun because he was adopted. He's, I mean, it, they yeah, talk about and it. What it's if, not. What it, if he doesn't even have parents? Like this kid just showed up one day, and that's why he's an orphan who needed to be adopted. Well, that we would don't, be super. You mean he was a walk-in? That's why they right. found and him. And then he would become a ward of the state if they can't figure well, out who he is. They said specifically that he was fostered. That's when. That's where they picked him up from. There was a. Right. There was well, a line. He was. He was in foster care. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that still doesn't mean that he didn't show up out of nowhere somewhere, and the state took custody of him at hmm. some point. Anyway, there's your crazy theory for the end of this episode. Well, I'll tell you what, though, you could make a hell of a TV series about. It's kind of then it becomes. The X-Files slash Quantum Leap because Henry just keeps going to different castle rocks until he tries to find the one that he's supposed to be in. Right. Eh, I don't know. That's a that's mm-hmm. a long that's a long way to walk. And I might get old because you're oh now I'm in the stand one. Like yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But that's that's really that's really interesting. Hmm. It's a thought. It's it's if you tie if we're gonna assume that stuff matters. Mm-hmm. Then the crows dying when Henry's around is different. You know, it wasn't the kid that did that. Right. But the kid, but Henry wasn't hanging around at the birthday party house. No, and I still don't know what that scene's connection is meant to be. Yeah. It just sort of seems random now. Yeah. And Jackie didn't do anything to herself. And she blazed up with him in the car for like a long time. Right. But when she was near Henry, she stabbed a guy. Well he was asking for it that's true i mean like i can't say that i wouldn't have done jackie's a thing. hero <laughs> i still hate her whatever <laughs> so now what do we think she's a, she's what do, what do we think about this episode as an episode of tv understanding that we have so many different let's take out how many revelations there were and everything like that mm-hmm. for myself i think giving Skarsgård stuff to actually do was yeah. great and he... like i said in the hot take i think taking taking the 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 main pieces off the board 
that we had gotten used to it being a show about Henry and Ruth and Pangborn. Them not being in it at all and having it be a compelling letting the other people carry it was mm-hmm. super compelling. Like you said, that the 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 kid that played young Henry was great. Skarsgård yeah. Skarsgård played a consistent character mm-hmm. to the point where I then got retroactively mad that he was such a spooky dumbass when they finally let him out of the cage because that doesn't track for me yet and they're going to have to tell me why that was. I'm still under the sea world theory. You keep an intelligent, loving creature in a tiny space for long enough, it's going to snap. So, I guess. You know, it's kind of interesting to think about that there's almost been an episode, each episode has almost focused on one of the characters, you know, like you had like the Zaleski episode, the the Lacey episode, the Henry Deaver, uh, Molly, Pangborn, uh, Ruth. Ruth, now the kid, um, who else has there been? But it's almost like each episode has kind of been like, it's revelatory for one character with little bits about everybody else. We're going to need so, to sketch oh, that out. And the Reverend. So now, who's going to be episode 10? It's got to be Mrs. Lacey, right? We hope. Be. God damn it. God damn it. I know. I can't imagine they would just have Frances Conroy appear on the screen for like five minutes. No, she's like be. one of the she's like one of the queens of horror. Yeah. I, I want her in there more. Yeah. Oh, I want her so. in there. Yeah, yeah. You want in there. <laughs> so. this, epi- this episode is shameful. And I know. Filthy, it's and I'm awful. I'm very sorry. It's awful. Yeah. It's it's Whatever. the one that Mrs. Selector turned off. We no. had to get it out of our we had to get it out of our system before we hang out with the Castle Rock critical yeah. guys, so they think we're like halfway decent yeah, at our we job. Have to be super highbrow yeah. when we get to them, and that I mean for me, I don't want to go into it since we're doing the show on Sunday. That's when I'm going to go on my tirade of unanswered questions. I think I'm going to spare everybody this time. I think that uh, I still want to know. I will bring the printed list to our big rendezvous. Nice. So I still yeah. want to know what you think of this, and and oh, I'm right, not right, right. big about ranking them or anything like that because I don't I don't generally think of things like that. Mm-hmm. But I would knowing after having seen all of them, I think that this is one of the episodes that I would rewatch along with the Queen. Yeah, I don't know. I mean. That, it's one of my favorites, I have to say. And I know everyone's thinking, oh, it's just because Hannah loves Bill Skarsgård, but it's not. No. I just think that this was one of the more fun episodes for the lore of this series, that it gave me enough to put together that I found it really intriguing, and it gave me a lens to look back through on other episodes that was actually clear and yes. gave me new information. So, yeah, this is one of my favorite episodes, if not my favorite one so far. Do you think this is going to be one of the ones that after the finale we ha- say we have to go back and watch this again? Because one of the things that with mysteries, because let's face it, it, this is a thriller slash mystery show. Mm-hmm. Like we just said a little bit earlier, it's not a horror show. This is not a horror where. No. If they didn't give us the tools to figure it out, I always feel like it's a gym. You know what I mean? Like, if, you, if you're watching a mystery thing, like, mm-hmm. if you watch any of those old Hercule Poirot movies or anything like that, they show right. you every single thing 
that theoretically you could have figured it out yourself if you were super smart or had yeah. watched the movie before and were watching it with a date and pretended that you were super smart. But <laughs> if they don't do that and they just go, oh, it was this guy you never met, that that I always feel like is a jip. And I'm yeah. wondering, I feel like they wouldn't do it that latter way. I think they're mm-hmm. going to. Right. I guess the question is whether some of those breadcrumbs will also be in other seasons to help us. Like, what of what of what we learn in season one is going to be part of season two as well? You know? Do you think... But... Well, and that, that to me, when it's an anthology, and this is just sort of a, a, an inside thing, you know, an inside mm-hmm. baseball type thing, I don't know if they know. Like yeah, there are certain the only sure. the only thing and that was that's very Stephen King because Stephen King doesn't know how his books are going to end when he starts fucking writing them, which is maddening to me. The only wow. thing I believe that I and I don't know if it's true. She may have said something to the contrary, but I want to believe it. I believe that when J.K. Rowling wrote the first sentence of Harry Potter, she knew mm-hmm. the entire goddamn story and how it was going to end. Oh, see, I think she retconned Horcruxes in halfway through. I don't think she knew what really? that was Really? I do. Yeah, I, I got that feeling strongly when I read it as a kid. And then also when I read it again, studying it in college. I was like, these did not exist <laughs> at hmm. first. But that's just a gut feeling. And, you know, Castle Rock could turn out to be more horror than we think in that there's a lot of, at least in horror movies this idea of leaving it up to the audience is often used as kind of a cheap escape for not having to flesh something out. And a lot of people in the horror community seem to like that. They like being it, but I don't like it when it doesn't make goddamn sense. No, you can't leave so much up to the audience's imagination that there is no concrete cause for what you've set up. Yeah, no. And you also can't do that when you're specifically making a show that, you know, people are going to start picking apart and right. And or, lost it. or, any story it's weak storytelling if you can't come up with a reason why this happens then just saying well i left it up to the audience's interpretation yeah. makes a you wizard look like did a it yeah. it makes you look like a dumbass yeah. so you know it's gonna be it's gonna be intriguing to see surely yeah, they can't answer all of my questions it's a two-page word document <laughs> and the font is a natural size it's not like super big no, it's not. It's like size 10 Calibri, which is the default in Word, and I hate it. Should be Times New Roman size 12. <laughs> I think you but, said that. Yeah, I guess I could. But, like, <laughs> why are they doing this to me? MLA format. Blah, blah, blah. You want to know something, a little bit of horror? You want horror? Sure. When I first started using Word, the fonts in the box were not written in the fonts that they were. They were just all oh, Times yeah. New Roman, and you just had to fucking wing it and see what it was. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Shoot, what was I going to say? Now, I will say that I think the affliction that you and I are talking about isn't always dealt with by other TV viewers, because I think a lot of people approach media much more casually than we're doing right now. Very true. But Castle Rock has, whether unfortunately or fortunately, set itself up for this sort of deep-diving method of looking at it so they better deliver they hyped it up to be that way and by adding the easter eggs in it they've made sure that certain people will turn a more critical lens on it and look more deeply at stuff so if there's no follow-through i think it's going to be kind of a big red mark against the show yeah and one half-assed stephen king tweet 
isn't going to stop the fans from doing what yeah. we've been doing. And the other thing is the the hottest show going right now is Westworld, and Westworld is specifically making sure that they do not fuck it up. And and the best the the best example or the best way of describing Westworld was it's not just a show, it's a video game. You have to play it. You know, if right. you're going to if you're really going to appreciate it, you have to play it and figure the stuff out. Because I don't believe yeah. and 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 I also think that the Chekhov's gun principle applies. Sure. I, if Day Jardin was the log lady of this one, oh, that's just an eccentric character that, you know, mm. filled in a bit of information, then he wouldn't yeah. have had a goddamn box in his yacht. Right. You know or what I mean? Or the two sets of boots in the backyard. You made me think of that, like, one of my um, crusades is that video games are an excellent storytelling medium. And here's why. You can be both kinds of people successfully when playing a video game. The shallow player who skips all the audio logs and the, the reading and whatever. Right. But the developers still put it all in there for people like us. And it makes sense. And it's a complete narrative. And, and it get all well in the video game anyway. Yes, unless and, you suck at it and you can't finish it. Because it's also the only type of media in the world that if you can't answer a fucking quiz about the first half of the book, you can't open the pages in the second half of the book. Right, if you didn't read that dusty tome, now you're stuck on this puzzle in a cave. And yeah, like, but like, oops. can you imagine if in Castle Rock, after we got done with the first episode, like when we started episode two, there was a fucking quiz about episode one, and if you didn't get it right, you couldn't watch it? That's a video game. Yeah. I paid you 60 bucks, you fuckers. I want to play the whole goddamn thing. You're not creating enough save states, Acadia. <laughs> <laughs> because, man, have I learned my lesson the hard way on that whole save state thing where I have made a mortal error and had to, like, restart the whole damn thing to fix it. My so. save games have elaborate, like, titles. It's not just, like, the date dot save. It's, like... Just before I went into the room, you know, the, like, so. Oh, yeah. Well, your next level, I'm just like, okay, this seems like a good spot to maybe make a oops, an oops marker <laughs> in, in case I fuck it up. So, yeah, Castle Rock has set us up to play the game. I hope they will deliver on it. Yeah. I Like I said, I am nervous that there's only one essentially hour-long episode left to hit so many voids of information and try to fill them. But... I've got to give them the benefit of the doubt. I've really enjoyed the ride. Yes, and it's been it's been a good show, and I like I like the world that they're building, and I am prepared to give them some leeway in leaving some of the things open as long as they tell us there's a way to get yeah. to them. And if you love a thing, I think you forgive more. So mm, that's true. But if if you Francis know. Conroy doesn't come back, there's no forgiving. Sure. I mean, certainly the X-Files, I think, even still has questions. Oh, sure. But, oh, sure. You know. But my affection for the series is so great that it's just like, it's it's excellent. You know? Sometimes you try to do a really great thing and you can't do it per Well, all the time, if you try to do a really great thing, you can't do it perfectly. Except our show, Hannah. High five. Ha-ha! <laughs> Listen, everybody. I really hope you're listening to this before Sunday the ninth yeah because we'll be tweeting about it but yes. still we're gonna tweet about it we're gonna put it in the reddit boards and the facebook group that we're in and hopefully the castle rock folk uh, castle rock critical folk will do the same because we really would love to 
to hear what you guys have to say and be able to react to it sort of real time. And speaking of real time, I got tweeted at during the recording. Ooh. And I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm not going to tell Hannah, but I'll totally do it. I was told by Deborah Van Eiderstein, and since that's what it says on Twitter and anybody could see it, that's fine. We'll assume you'll let us say that. Yes. It says, do listen to the official podcast for episode eight. You'll be glad you did. Okay. Well, Deborah, I don't have time for all of these things. As much as I... <laughs> well, she didn't say it to you. To. Okay. Well, Acadia doesn't either because he edits the show. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I love people telling me to do stuff because I trust everybody's recommendations. I just wish I had more time. I would love to do this full time. This would be great. This is like my ideal job, other than being like a narrative designer at BioWare. We can make our own game. How hard could it be? It's the computer programming part, but I got a brother who's studying that. How so. hard could it be? <laughs> I am, I have a, I have started writing a video game in a Word document. It is a thing. Thanks for listening, everybody. Seriously, get us your questions or be sure to show up for the live show. Um, I mean, YouTube will let you watch it later, but I think it'll just be a lot more fun for you if you can fire questions at us while it's happening. Yeah, really um, It's going to be a lot of fun. We will be sure to advertise on Twitter. I'm a, I will try to fire out a group email to those of you who have corresponded with us before, letting you know about the special live show and the details about how to watch it and where and when. Um... Otherwise, Katie and I will be on Twitter hyping the hell out of this thing until Sunday. At Hannah Selector and at Acadia. And if you still want to email us, it's castlerockhistorical at gmail.com. And it just occurred to me, Hannah, you know what I'm going to do? Hmm. Superficialgallery.com, that is the, the, the home of the Historical Society. I have not sent out a newsletter in quite a while, and I got like 3,000 people on my list because the site is 200 years old. So maybe I'll just do a newsletter and say, hey, I forgot to tell you that we were doing this podcast, but now that it's almost too late, come see the show. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Listen, Come hang out. It'll be fun. Do it. I'm going to get this show out as fast as I can. Yeah. Don't while, hurt yourself. While, while Hannah doesn't. <laughs> I'll fix the gallery so I can log in and I'll do the post. Fine. All right. Listen, everybody, you are the best. Uh, Hannah, you are the best as always. And honestly, you were just straight up fire. Well, thank you. <laughs> we love you, Castle Rock Stars. We really, really we'll do. We'll see you soon. Yeah, we're going to see you sooner than we ever would say and, soon. And, like, see you, see sort of. You. Well, you'll see us. Yeah. It's totally worth it. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 This shit stops now!